Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We're back. Once again, we're kind of going to wrap a nice pretty bow around this week's kind of like sports. I, I, don't, I don't know what the term is. We're just going to talk about sports for maybe an hour or so. And uh, it'll essentially lead into the Super Bowl. And then tomorrow, we'll talk about the Grammys and the music in the Music Matters podcast. A lot of stuff here to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. We'll probably Maybe we'll hit some Formula One. We'll see. Anyways, a lot of stuff to talk about, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24's Podcast. Last couple of hours, oh, by the way, I mean, just a lot of great stuff happening. I just, for some weird reason, I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can burn my leg hair, you know? Just doing very, very dumb guy things. And yes, yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. Yes. Yeah, that was, uh, that was ridiculous. So now it's like, um, our room just smells like burned leg hair. You know, sometimes as a guy, even I surprise myself with my own stupidity. You know, girls say all the time, guys are stupid. And then I try, you know, I, I, I try to educate myself. I try to read books. I try to, you know, try to develop some intellect. And then literally as the podcast is starting, I'm burning my leg hair like I'm five years old. I'm just like, I've never done it before. I'm not a very hairy person. Yeah, like, sorry. Like, it smells really, really bad in here. So, over the last couple of hours, by the way, a lot of cool stuff happening in the next 24 hours. For me, I have uh, some books that I want to go ahead and get. I mean, we can talk about a lot of stuff here today on the podcast. I'm trying to... I mean, it's it's so weird. It's like, yesterday I took eight melatonin gummies, which would have given me like 12 grams... Thir yeah, 12 milligrams of melatonin. Now I'm going to take 10, which will give me 14... I think, I don't know the math, I'm tired. But I, I took like an absurd amount of melatonin yesterday and I wasn't tired at all. And uh, now I'm I'm just trying to see at what point um, I'll just pass out. And, and I don't know, it's like, these are gummies, so I don't know if they have like a, like a, like a date or whatever. I mean, they expired this year on, in November. But for some weird reason, the potency just seems to have diminished, unfortunately, so... 
There you go. Hogwarts, the new Harry Potter game, in a lot of controversy. Um, that's out. Can't wait to get it tomorrow. Such a great, um, so finally, such a great Harry Potter game, it seems like. Cannot wait. As well as the simplicity of the fact that um, I do have some books coming tomorrow. Sorry if you can hear my chair. But I do have some books coming tomorrow, or technically they're already here. I ordered them via a bookstore. Um, and so I was like, yeah, like, let me just, let me just go ahead and get them new. I was about to get them used, but then they were like, eh, it's pretty much the same price if I get them new, I guess. I don't know, where's my phone? It's like the text, I remember, like, going through this, and I was just like, why don't I just order them from Amazon? But then I was like, yeah, I do want to, I do want to support my local bookstore and stuff like that. Hold on, how much was it originally? It was, it was $11, I think each right it was 11 11 13 so it was like and you could buy like a brand it, it's the what is it it's the live ship trader series by robin hobb which you can get for like i think 32 dollars brand new on amazon or something like that but then i was just like you know what let me just let me just support my freaking local business my local bookstore because i literally buy everything off of Amazon or Barnes and Nobles or whatever. So it's just like, let me just go there and I don't know. They, they were like, we'll charge you $7 for a new book. And I was like, you probably won't be able to get the new version of it, but fine. Sure. See if you can get it. And they did. And so there we go. That's what I'm going to do today or technically tomorrow or technically it is today. It's like 1143. I'll be going out and I'll be freaking getting, um, I'll be getting Hogwarts tomorrow, as well as some more, uh, some more books, as well as, um, what else? What else? What else? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I have some other stuff to do tomorrow as well. Goodness gracious. I had something else that I wanted to talk about, but I cannot, weirdly enough, I cannot think about it. I don't know. Anyways, huge day today. For the NBA and for the NFL in general. Oh, wait. Yep, he's trending. NFL honors. <laughs> NFL honors um, um, had its thing today. And it's told the NFL had its award show today. It's called NFL honors. And I got to see the Hall of Fame class. We will we'll talk about it a little bit. As well as some other things. I'm like, do I have anything to talk about? Hogwarts Legacy, Live Ship Trader Series. I think that's it. I don't know. I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. It was a weird day, and this week was a weird week in general. A lot of huge stuff happening over the course of the week. LeBron breaking Kareem's all-time record kind of the fallout with that as well as let me move something around really really fast hold on what is going on hold on give me like two seconds Sorry about that. For a second. 
I went to therapy today, and I always take my backpack because I always put stuff in it. And the cord that's on my microphone, because I drilled this hook into my uh, my desk, so that way I could just have ease of access to my to my backpack. I drilled this hole in my desk, and um, or not this hole, but this hook. Put a hole on it, or not a hole, but a hook on my desk, so that so that way I could just plop my my backpack onto this hook, and so that way I could always grab it and go. And um, the microphone cable that I use for my microphone is like right next to it, so my microphone cable was right underneath my hook. I apologize for that. Weird week once again in sports. LeBron getting essentially one of the greatest accolades of all time, with the if not the greatest. Uh, total points scored ever in the history of any player's career at any point in time in the NBA with like 33,000 points. A lot of points. Easily one of the greatest accolades you can ever get outside of winning multiple championships or I, I don't know. I don't even know. It's like multiple championships. You get maybe one championship. You may not get multiple, multiple and the 30,000. I don't know. Like I, I'm not going to have that debate or that conversation. It's kind of tiring and boring. Regardless... LeBron winning it, Super Bowl this weekend, as well as the NBA trade deadline, which we will kind of like start the show off with. It's been such a weird week because usually during the Super Bowl week, the Super Bowl, or excuse me, the, the news week or the news shows, or whatever it's called, I don't know what it's called, but usually, like, the media's attention is usually centered around the NFL, and the Super Bowl, and, like, all of this other stuff. It's usually not featured around the NBA, NBA trades, etc., etc. And the weird thing is, is that the NBA didn't move anything around. The NBA season... It's still the exact same. Season is still the exact same. Problem is, a couple of years ago, the NFL extended the regular season. Making the Super Bowl fall on, I think, President's Day weekend, which is this weekend. President's Day weekend. So that way, I mean, very, very good on the NFL, by the way. So that way people could have a holiday. Maybe the U U.S. government should do something about it. But so that way people could have a holiday after they watch the Super Bowl, so that way they won't stumble into work um, hungover. Problem is, is that this is a huge week for the NBA as well. It is the week in which the NBA has its trade deadline, and uh, unfortunately, it's also the week that LeBron James broke the, the, uh, the single career record for total points scored in a career. And so, with all of that being in taken into context, the NFL has really struggled for relevancy, in my opinion, over the last couple of days. Because everybody in their mind has already selected one or the other team, so everybody's like, I'm either with Casey or I'm either with the Eagles, and that was weeks and weeks and weeks ago. And by weeks and weeks and weeks ago, I mean like two weeks ago. But you know what I mean. Oh wait, they're playing the LeBron James ad. Again, hold on. Hold on. The one where I'm screaming higher, higher. The one where they're like essentially um, making LeBron James out to be like God or Jesus or whatever, which is, is a little bit ridiculous. But I think that the metaphor stands in the sense of 
Uh, or some of the wordplay stands, I guess. Hold on. You gotta go higher, 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 higher. Sorry. It's an awesome commercial. It's a great commercial. It's funny. It's hilarious. It's great. But um, back to the NBA versus the NFL for relevancy. I haven't been as interested in the NFL as I have in the NBA. It's like, what do I talk about all week? And I've talked about it. I'm like, am I seriously going to just say, ooh, I'm really excited. I really don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. I've, I've said it for about two weeks now. I've been like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on uh, the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win it. I've said it for like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I think I said something similar on Monday. I was like, I gave my opinion on Monday or something like that. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's obvious. And I just, I don't like the whole, ooh, like, when are we going to give our Super Bowl predictions? It's like, dude, like, come on. Let's just get this over with. How much does this really impact the ratings, you know? I don't know. But the NBA, and we'll talk about all the trades, having a monster week this week, LeBron kind of headlining it, and the NFL kind of just like being like, well, we have interviews and that's kind of it. They haven't really done anything. There hasn't really been anything um, that interesting. NFL Honors is an award show. I watched it, which is kind of why this podcast is being uploaded late. Uh, I kind of wanted to just see the Hall of Famers. I I didn't necessarily want to have like a a live reaction, fortunately or unfortunately. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just kind of wanted to just make sure. And when I was done, and I was also reading and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I also wanted to talk about reading. That's that's why, that's what I also had to talk about. I apologize. But, um, yeah, the NBA versus the NFL, it's been this weird week of just the NBA kind of dominating the media and the NFL kind of taking a step back, and that's just because they don't really have a lot going on, and it's just the Super Bowl, which you would think would be a lot, but, it, it I mean, it kind of isn't. If there isn't really any interesting storylines or headlines, and people just have to make things up, it's just, it's one game, not of, like, many games, and you have two weeks to kind of sit on it, which is kind of why having the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl is a horrifying idea, Nobody does that. I don't know why the NFL does that. I don't know why the NFL thinks that was a good idea. I don't know the ratings of the Pro Bowl. Nobody came out with them, which kind of leads me to believe that uh, it didn't do so well ratings-wise in the new changes. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I I don't know. But considering that nobody was like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about how good the ratings were, probably leads me to believe that the ratings weren't anywhere as good as they potentially thought they were, or I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else I got to say about NBA versus NFL media? Yeah, it's it's been a weird week media-wise for the NFL because I like mm, I don't I don't really uh, I haven't talked about them that much. Also because I I don't know what I did on Tuesday or Monday. It's weird. It's like sometimes I can talk for an hour and not really know what I was talking about. I don't know. Kind of flipping back to what I wanted to talk about in in the intro. It's why I played In the Bloom by Nirvana. God, man. I listened. I I tried today, and I've been trying for about two months to get through some old records that I got from my grandmother's house around Christmas time. 
And I finally got around to it and I finally finished it off. I listened to like six or seven albums over the course of like three or four hours. It was a sludge. It was terrible to watch or to listen to. Um, Some records were significantly better than others, but all of them were in the exact same genre of music, soul R&B, which average to good soul R&B is just, it gives me a headache. It gives me a headache, and I just, I cannot listen to it for long periods of time without just being annoyed and getting annoyed and getting just these headaches. And then I put on Nirvana, and I was like, I gotta get listen to something uberly different than soul R&B, and I put on Nirvana's Nevermind, and that was like such a breath of fresh air, and that was such a good record. I was like, oh my, like, the averageness to even goodness of some of the records that I listened to today is like is is juxtaposed and outweighed by the awesomeness of Nevermind and by Nirvana and um and especially in the bloom of course so that's why I played in the bloom by Nirvana because I was just so fed up with uh soul R&B but kind of having this transition to the NBA and kind of the good press and the good media wow 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 was today a monster day for the NBA and um, for the trade deadline as well, probably one of the best kind of weeks for the NBA really in a long time where um, a lot of people at ESPN and a lot of ESPN journalists were like, the NBA will overtake the NFL at some point or whatever. I don't think it will. But if they do interesting shit like this every you know couple of months or something like that, I don't think so because I don't think another player will break the career record for points ever potentially but um yeah man this week was a monster for the nba it was important for the nba it was great and it capped it off today with the numerous upon numerous of trades that happened all across the league especially for the los angeles lakers which they just seem to be absolutely incredibly active today but here's some of the highlights um, for today and for the um, this entire week when it came to the trade deadline. Kyrie Irving went and left um, Brooklyn to go to Dallas. Russell Westbrook went from Los Angeles to Utah. Kevin Durant, Brooklyn to Phoenix. D'Angelo um, Russell went from Minnesota to Los Angeles. And Patrick Beverly, he also went from Los Angeles to Orlando. Um, among other players as well, mostly centered around the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets and things, which I think is very, very, very important today. Among other players, there are more players, but I'll kind of just stick with some of the big ones like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and also some of the stuff that the Lakers are doing. Now, about a week ago, Kyrie Irving lets it be known that he wants to, he wants out of Brooklyn. He doesn't want to be a Brooklyn Net anymore. He doesn't care. He wants out. And for me personally speaking, at around that time, I wasn't going to talk about him. And in fact, I don't think I talked about him. Again, this is going back to the whole, I sometimes, a lot of times don't remember what I talk about. And so I wasn't going to talk about him. I was like JJ Reddick. I was, I was like, I'm not going to talk about him until he makes a move. And then that extended forward with him going to the Dallas Mavericks, where I still kind of haven't even talked about him that much, just because I'm kind of disinterested in Kyrie Irving. 
And then Kevin Durant gets traded to the Phoenix Suns. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of disinterested in that. Look, I think it's a big move that both of those two players went to two different contenders, in my opinion. If you don't think Dallas is a contender, I would encourage you to watch Luka Doncic. I know Luka is hurt, but um, we'll see what happens when he comes back healthy and things of that nature. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And the Phoenix Suns, I mean, they they were hanging around. They're still kind of hanging around in the Western Conference. I don't know. I don't have the standings in front of me. But the Suns with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant can make some noise in the playoffs and things of that nature. We'll see what happens. But I just, I talked about it as well during my whole spiel with LeBron and when he broke the career-high record when it came to points. I talked about how one of his, like, one of his greatest achievements was moving on from Cleveland and going to Miami in pursuit of a championship. And I love that. I love pursuing winning. I don't know why people don't like pursuing winning. It doesn't make any sense to me that people are like, I, I just don't like player mobility and players trying to win uh, championships. Not basketball games, mind you. Championships. I don't, I don't understand that. I hate that mentality. I hate it whenever people are like, why do people want to stack the deck? Because so, they want to win. I don't know what to tell you. They want to win. Players in the NBA want to win basketball games and championships and make tons of money while doing it. And guess what? The league nowadays lets players do exactly that. In the case of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it just seems that... They are not leaders. They are not necessarily prone to dealing in a good way with adversity. In the case of Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving wanted to be the man. He wanted to be the man. I want to be the man. He goes to the Brooklyn Nets, or excuse me, to the Boston Celtics, remember this? Goes to Boston, gets traded from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's tired of living in LeBron James's shadow because he has sniffed his own farts and has started to believe what everybody wants him to believe, and that is that he needs to get out of LeBron James's shadow for some ridiculous reason, and that he needs to go and create his own dynasty, his own legacy. So what does he do? He goes to Boston. Boston with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all those boys, essentially some of the best basketball players in the NBA. And what does he do? He leaves Boston. He leaves the Celtics. It's, it gets too hard. He doesn't win with Boston. He doesn't win with the Celtics. Leaves that basketball team. Could you imagine if Boston had had him last year in the playoffs? It would have probably won the championship. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like losing. So he goes to Brooklyn. He goes back to his hometown. In New York City, brings along Kevin Durant. We'll talk about Kevin in a couple of minutes. Brings along Kevin Durant. And they essentially spend the next like two to three years stumbling and bumbling around like buffoons trying to win basketball games, but also all of them getting and being hurt. And so now when you look at Hmm. Okay, there, there's some interesting stuff going on with Justin Fields and Rich Eisen. I didn't even know about. Okay, we'll, we'll check it out. And so now, when you look at the Brooklyn Nets, 
Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and it was so interesting this year as well because Kevin Durant was like, I want out of Brooklyn this year, and he wanted to go to Phoenix. He wanted to go to Phoenix because Phoenix was a contender and is a contender. And he wanted to join another, essentially, Warriors basketball team. And he gets reported in June, July, I think it was in July, because I was struggling to find content in July, that Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns with the Miami Heat. Turns out he got his wish. He gets to go to Phoenix. Kyrie Irving wanted out of Brooklyn. He probably wanted to go to the Lakers to rejoin LeBron. Now he gets to go and join the Mavs. And with these two players, I reflect once again on what happened last year in the NBA Finals. Do you remember? Golden State and Boston were in the NBA Finals. The two teams that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving had left for quote-unquote better pastures were playing against each other in the NBA Finals without them. And Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving got bumped out of the playoffs again. Keep in mind, by the way, this is after they got James Harden like a year ago. They couldn't figure it out. They had so many weapons. They had some of the best offensive players, not just on the planet, but in the history of basketball. They had three of the greatest scorers of all time. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. That's insanity to me. And so it's like, I love Luka. I love Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic is the future of the NBA. I have no idea how Luka Doncic is supposed to make this work with Kyrie Irving. It is yet to be seen. I know that they won last night when they traded for when um when Kyrie made his season debut, or was it a couple of days ago? I don't remember. I know they won. I don't really care. I need to see what happens when Luka gets on the floor. Because Luka is not LeBron in regards to his leadership yet. When it, um, in regards, excuse me, to his maturity yet. He's only like 23, 24. I wouldn't expect him to. But that's not his fault. It's Kyrie's fault for not being a good teammate. I thought about this hard last night. You know, Stephen Curry gave up his best years. Gave up the prime of his career for Kevin Durant. Gave it up. Said, Kevin, I will take a back seat. Me, the two-time league MVP, will take a back seat. Me, the unanimous MVP, will take a back seat. Me, hitting half-court buzzer beaters in Oklahoma. Me, Stephen Curry. I'm going to take a back. You can have the accolades. You can have, I only care about winning. I only care about winning. LeBron said the exact same thing to Kyrie. I will take a back seat. This is your show, young man. Your show. I will help facilitate, but I will let you have your space on the floor if you need it. He said that to Kyrie. Maybe not said it, but, you know, implied it. And so I look at Kyrie's move or Kyrie's trade to Dallas and Phoenix, not Phoenix, excuse me, but um, Kevin's move to Phoenix and I shrug my shoulders and I'm just like, look, I don't know if this will work out for the two respective parties, for the two respective teams that traded for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't know if it will work out. I don't. And that's kind of all I have to say on that in that regard, if I'm 100% honest with you. I just, I, I need to see it. I need to see like two, two more months. I need to see the playoffs. 
I'm not even going to lie to you. I don't need to see them play in the regular season. I want to see it done in the playoffs. I want to see it. That's all I got to say on that. What's so interesting, by the way, and this is, I'm watching the Lakers tonight. The Bucs, they haven't shot very well tonight. They've uh, jacked up a bunch of threes that have not gone there. Ooh, Anthony Davis on the board. Getting after Giannis. Okay, if Anthony Davis can play like that. Anthony Davis can do a whole lot. Maybe the Lakers. Like, what I'm trying to imply, I just saw Anthony Davis with an offensive rebound. That was excellent. He went over Giannis. I'm like, if Anthony Davis can do that in the playoffs and help out LeBron, like, a little bit more. I thought, by the way, I thought Giannis wasn't playing tonight. He 1,000% is playing. It's like, it's so weird. It's like, the Lakers got rid of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. And now the Lakers are are kind of taking it to the Mavs, or excuse me, to the Milwaukee Bucks. It's 88 to 83. Like, they're not going to give up 126 points tonight. They maybe give up 105, maybe 110, something like that. We'll see. But, you know, it's it's and it's a close game, too. It's not like this is getting out of hand. Okay. Maybe there's something here. I know everybody's coming out in support of Russell Westbrook. I would like to see Russell Westbrook in Utah before people uh, before people start saying it wasn't Russell Westbrook's fault. Isn't it weird how many Russell Westbrook fans are out there? It's so weird how like aggressive Russell Westbrook fans are and their support and their love for Russell Westbrook. I I don't understand it. He hasn't won a championship. He's been a huge problem for whatever team that he's been on, for the respective teams that he's been on. And it's not like he hasn't played with some great players, you know? It's not the case at all. It's like, literally, Russell Westbrook has played with now Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, James Harden. He's played with great basketball players. And it's like, Russell Westbrook is like, okay. You know? Maybe not okay, but like... In his prime, he was easily one of the most dominant point guards, one of the most physical point guards I've ever seen in in my entire life. I mean, he was violent. He was aggressive. I loved Russell Westbrook's play. But now Russell Westbrook is just... I mean, he it's not that he's lost that same burst, that same explosion. It's just he's just not as effective and as efficient. And they've tried a lot of different shit with him. I remember somebody tweeted out, Russell Westbrook had 27 points in the uh, in the Oklahoma City game against the Lakers. Like, Russell has 27 points. And I'm like, yeah, but those 27 points, those 27 points also were like, they didn't come off of turnovers, but he also contributed to the Lakers' overall turnovers. And Oklahoma was able to get out in space and um, and stretch the floor. And stretch, that's an N one. Anthony Davis is kind of dominating this game. I'm not going to lie to you. They were able to stretch the floor and get points off of turnovers. It's just like, I get it. I get it. He's like, he's not all at fault here for the Lakers kind of demise this season and last season, but he's certainly a contributor, especially with just the simplicity of the fact that he isn't playing anywhere up to like the level and to the standard that he definitively should be playing at. And yes, you can blame that on LeBron James for trying to recruit him. Not even trying, he did recruit him successfully to the Lakers, but I didn't I didn't see this coming. I didn't see this like two-year stretch of Russell Westbrook kind of playing like crap, 
coming if you want my honest opinion about it. I didn't. I thought it was going to be great. I thought LeBron was going to figure him out just as he figured out Anthony Davis two, three years ago, just as he figured out Kyrie Irving like four, five, six years ago. I thought he was going to figure it out. Really seven years ago. It was in 2016. It's almost been a decade. But Kyrie, not even Kyrie. Who was I talking about? Russell. Russell, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to him. I don't really know how he's going to play. Um, hopefully he plays great. But um, I am, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of moved on. I said like, what was it? I said something where I was just like, maybe this is wrong. I, no, I stand by it. I said that he should retire. I don't really know what he's supposed to do. You know? Like, if this is about his career, I'm like, I mean, sure, if he wants to make money, you know, I, I don't have any problem with that. He's still a good player in some regard. But it's just sad to watch a player who really single-handedly carried Oklahoma after Kevin Durant had left. And granted, you could 1,000% blame that on him. But still, it's like, it's so disheartening to see such a great player in his prime just like, be kind of just this, like, ineffective, kind of, like, disconnected basketball player that it's just, it's hard, it's hard to watch Russell Westbrook now. And if you're not one of those people that's like, it's, it's, we, he's still awesome. He's like, bro, watch him in the last two years. It fucking sucks to watch Russell Westbrook play. It really fucking does. Oh my goodness. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, like, hopefully, um, hopefully, I, I guess, uh, he can kind of, like, reclaim his career. Will he, though? I don't think so. I don't think. But he's still got time. He's, like, in his early to mid-30s, right? How old is Russell Westbrook? He's got to be, like... 31, 32, maybe, 31, 32, he is 34, right around where I had him, a little bit older to be honest with you, but still, right around where I had him, I am very interested to see this Justin Fields clip by Rich Eisen here, um, to kind of like preface I haven't seen this clip, by the way, but Justin Fields is trending on Twitter. I'm like, I'm hopefully, I'm hoping that it's juicy. But um, the NFL, once again, has had this bad press week um, for multiple different reasons. First and foremost, they lost to the NBA. Like, there's just been way more interesting and more important. Did Paramore just release their new album? Because Paramore is now trending on t Twitter. Give me like two seconds. Like a lot of stuff is going on. What is going on right now? Hold on. Did Paramore just release their, their record? <clears throat> yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, I guess that's what we're listening to tomorrow. I'm like, did they just release their new album? Yes. Yes, they did. What is it? 
They also, hold on. Here we go. They also just, um, what is it? They also, I think, tweeted something out. What did they, like eight hours ago? Which was, hello. It's been five and a half years since we released our last album. What we miss? If within the last five and a half years, you felt slash experienced sensations of agoraphobia, righteous rage, rage, confused about the difference between selfishness and self-preservation, complete and utter apathy, cabin fever, deep-seated vengefulness, moral superiority, disassociation, dis disassociation. It's disassociation and disassociation. It's kind of homophobish. Homophone, not homophobe, but homophonish, which just means two words or multiple words that sound exactly the same, like two, two, and two. T O T O O and then T W O. Sorry. I'm, a, I'm nerdy. Disbelief at the back to Paramore. Disbelief at the inconsistencies of the, of the American English. American Psycho, Revelation, Nostalgia for Things You've Not Yet Experienced and Did Not Know You Even Wanted To, Resignation. I'm guessing then, I'm guessing that those are the track names. Then, oh boy, do we have an album for you. Our new album, This Is Why, is out tomorrow. That was like eight hours ago, but technically it's out right now. <clears throat> um, As I am watching Taylor Swift dance i'm on twitter so i'm watching a lot of different stuff but it's like as i'm watching taylor swift dance with um with like mariachi dancers at the grammy sorry all right i'm very interested in this justin fields back and forth with rich eisen oh yeah but, but before i get into that let me finish off with the nba here and the lebron james <clears throat> the LeBron James record-breaking event. I love Mike Villani. He's a Detroit sports broadcaster, sports radio broadcaster. I usually like the radio uh, sports guys, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this is also why like sports broadcasting and sports radio broadcasting is suffering because it's just old. It's just ridiculously old, and um, it's a 14-minute video. We'll only watch like 30 seconds of it, but here is him talking about how he was not entertained by LeBron James's record-breaking performance becoming the all-time um, scorer in the history of the sport. And with LeBron, but in a different way. I was disgusted by what I watched last night. And what I mean is not LeBron breaking the record. LeBron is Jordan. Jordan is LeBron. I don't care anymore. He's fabulous. But last night was kind of that it encapsulated everything about sports that I don't like right now. As someone who makes a living in sports, is passionate about sports. Last night was a farce. It was a pre, pre it was like the Grammys featuring a basketball. From the way the game was presented, called the idiotic celebrities lacking all self-awareness, the Drake speech, the stopping of the game, Kareem looking miserable, AD, I mean, shame on Anthony Davis. For Christ's sakes, LeBron's put you in two movies. You can't stand up and clap when he hits the shot. A little bit of context about AD. What he's talking about here is how Anthony Davis was kind of skulking around on the sideline as LeBron James uh, goes up and literally breaks 
the all-time record, like literally sets and creates history, and Anthony Davis is just sitting on the on the bench. It's it, it was an insane clip, among others. He's not wrong on this. All the way to LeBron, the headbands, the scripted nonsense. Hell, even his interactions with his kids look scripted. And then, really, the crowning glory. The moment, the reason people paid all the money to be there, and no one lived it. Because they were all on their phones. And I just asked the question to start the show, like, is there any room in sports left for a fan like me? Where I, you know what I'm concerned about? How do you, how awesome the Oklahoma City Thunder are, how young they are, and they walked into a game they were supposed to die. They were given a direct order. The code red was ordered. The Lakers were going to win last night. Yeah, they didn't get the memo. And the Lakers desperately need that game because they trail the Thunder and... No one had time for that. No one had time to discuss the Lakers are garbage. Yeah, like, <clears throat> by the way, I didn't go into that game thinking that the Lakers were going to win. I didn't really care if the Thunder were going to win. All I cared about was that LeBron James was going to break the single season or the, sing or the career record for points. I don't know how to phrase it, but that's what I was most concerned about. That's what I cared about. That's what I think everybody on the planet cared about who watched that game. I didn't care. I didn't care. And so that's what the broadcast focused on. That's what the fans focused on. That's what the players focused on. And the whole, like, the interaction with his sons were weird comment is absurd. It's like, it's like, wait, what? Like, dude. And by the way, it, I, Good for James. sorry. I'm playing this clip on, on Twitter, this mashup clip, where it's LeBron James's sons. For, like, I love how Mike Villani is like, everybody was on their phones. But it's like everybody, like if you've ever recorded anything, you're either, you're not looking through your phone. You're like, you're recording it through, through your phone, but you're also like looking at it live as it happens. That's why there's so many bad videos on Twitter. It's like, because people don't actually watch what they record. They're watching the thing as they're recording it. And it's like, that's exactly what LeBron James' sons are doing. They're watching him, but they're recording the moment. So that way they can have it forever. And LeBron James's sons were ecstatic for him to break the, the record. And Kareem Hunt, not Kareem Hunt, excuse me, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I don't really, like, I don't know what people want his reaction to be, you know? He did what he was supposed to do. He showed up. He was very, very professional. Do you think that he's excited to have something that meant a lot to him, to, that meant something very important to him? And, and you know, he gave LeBron James his, his respect, and he didn't, you know, he wasn't disrespectful at all. He was, he was a class act. Everybody loves Kareem Hunt. Damn it, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Everybody loves him. I loved watching that moment. I don't understand that. I don't understand why, why that moment was so... Or just the environment was was bad. I don't understand it at all. I don't understand that at all. I love Mike Villani. I love a lot of sports talk radio. I love all that good stuff. But to me, this is absurd. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Oh, gosh. It's just... I, I just... I don't understand. I, I just don't understand. But that was one thing that I was just like... I don't understand how or why this is, like, a thing, you know?
It's like, in the in the words of Mike Villani, is there room for for a fan like him that cannot appreciate? And to some extent, he even said, well, I, I like the moment. I love LeBron. But it's just like, for me, that was enough. That made my year. That was enough. That was awesome. That was one of the greatest, like, in five or ten, I, I don't think people understand how big of a moment that was. It's like, dude. And by the way, like, there is this narrative on LeBron that LeBron isn't a great scorer, right? Because he's not aggressive. Like, I talked about Russell Westbrook and how he's aggressive and he's violent. LeBron is kind of passive. He would rather let his teammates be more involved into the sport, into the game, than really uh, he would allow. And a lot of people take passivity for weakness. They're like, well, if he's passive, that's weak because I could be aggressive and pound him, right? In reality, that's ridiculous. Because by LeBron James getting his teammates involved, it takes significant pressure off of him. He gets something that took Michael Jordan years to learn, by the way. It's in the last dance. Like, Michael Jordan figured out, oh, if I pass it to Steve Kerr, I don't have to freaking do everything by myself. I don't have to hit the final shot. By the by. But then, to even make matters worse for LeBron James, it's just like, well, he's the all-time leader in scoring, but he's like top four in assists. It's insane. It's like, just like I don't understand it. He's a unicorn. We all knew that. Crown jewel, crown achievement for LeBron James. An amazing, amazing sequence. I'll, I, I, I still do not properly comprehend what I just saw on Tuesday. And it's two days past. I, I still don't know. I cannot comprehend it because I've never seen anything like that before in my entire life. Once in a lifetime moment, once in a lifetime experience. And people still want to hate. I love Mike, but I, I just find like that whole. I, I, and you know, you want to know what to answer Mike's question? I don't know if there is space for fans like him. I really don't. I mean, just take your toys and go home. Just be happy that you saw history. It's like, what else does LeBron James have to do? People are like, I, I didn't like how I didn't like the pageantry of it all, and it's just like, what? You didn't like that the NBA was purposely trying to, like, advertise that this could be the game, that the game itself didn't matter, but it was LeBron James. LeBron James has played in thousands of games, right? Probably. He's played in, there's like 80 games per season. You go through like 800 games. Yeah, he's probably played in like somewhere close to, no, and he also played in the playoffs, so it's like thousands at this point. He's played in thousands of games. Outside of essentially... Championship clinching and even some champion. No, no, LeBron has pretty stacked championship games and appearances and things of that nature. It's like championship appearances and championship games outside of some of those. It's like this is probably one of the most important details of his career. I, I don't understand it. I'm confused by it. It's like people at first, you know, people, old, old ass people 10 years ago were like, Championships matter. LeBron James is like, I'll do everything in my power to to get a championship. And then people are like, well, championships don't matter. Individual awards matter. And so LeBron James, for like five or six years, tried to get an MVP, failed because the NBA media, media for some weird reason, was like, Nikola Jokic is the most important player twice, by the way, for some stupid reason. And then LeBron's like, I'll, I'll get the all-time record in scoring. And then people are still complaining. So yes, I think that there are not, there should not, 
I won't even say that there is room. There should not be room for fans that are just going to complain and whine all day. Jesus fucking Christ. You can get the best game ever. One of the best games ever, and people will still bitch and complain. I still, you know what I still do sometimes? I still reminisce, God rest his soul, on that final Kobe Bryant game. Final game, picture perfect end to a great career where he goes for like 60 points, and, and, is, and it's like one of the greatest final sequences I've ever seen in my entire life where Kobe Bryant is having like a average to below average night, and then he fucking turns it on and becomes vintage Kobe for like, for like two quarters. In a meaningless game, by the way. The game didn't matter. It wasn't to go into the playoffs, but it was, it was the atmosphere. It was the play. It was the, um, the pageantry. It was the fact that that was Kobe Bryant's final fucking game that mattered. That's why that game mattered. It wasn't the game itself. It wasn't win or loss. It was that Kobe Bryant was about to play his final game. And I was in college, and I saw that game on my laptop, and because I don't like to watch games with other people, but I saw that game on my laptop, and I was so fucking, and I was glued to it, even after, even during the shitty parts. I remember because I had a bacon encrusted deep dish pizza from Little Caesars. They're discontinued. I cry every single night that Little Caesars will not bring out the bacon encrusted deep dish pizza once again. But oh my goodness. I mean, like, still, six, seven years after it happened, I still remember it clear as day. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't understand how that's not enough. I really don't. I'll also kind of clap it up, if I'm 100% honest with you, for Rob Palinka and Jeannie Buss, because I was about to shred them. I was about to shred them on the pod. I was about to shred him. How do you let Kyrie Irving go to Dallas? How do you essentially not do anything? Do you not want to compete in the NBA Finals? Do you not want to play? Do you not want to get there? How exactly are you supposed to get there when you have scrubs on your basketball team and your team is in shambles, your team is a mess? I was about to go back and be like, I don't know how good of an owner Jeannie Buss is. I loved that Jeannie Buss essentially sacked her brother, was aggressive, and not only getting LeBron James, but also Anthony Davis, among others, to the Lakers. I love that she did that and that she was a part of that. But now it was just like, is she going to help out her basketball team or not? Is she going to be aggressive? You cannot say that you want to work with Russell Westbrook all freaking day when Russ isn't working. And it turns out that her and Rob Palenka did what is necessary in order to potentially win more basketball games and potentially catapult the Lakers into the playoffs and be a serious playoff contender here in the final kind of like couple of months of the regular season. And just like I'll say with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I don't know if it, I don't know if it, um, if it'll help. I really don't. What I do know is that they couldn't just keep on doing the exact same thing that they were doing. I do know that they actually have to go out and put some of this stuff together. And by the way, the Lakers are now down 110 to 102. I said potentially like 105, 110. It was, they were playing great, but now they've kind of like fallen a, a little bit apart. Anthony Davis has actually played a really, really great game tonight. And more importantly than that, the Lakers, they are without LeBron James. So it's just like, what kind of would happen if they had LeBron James? Probably wouldn't won the game. But I love that finally, 
after years upon years of Laker fans being like, can you please do something? Can you please help LeBron? Can you please help the team? Can you try something else? They finally tried something else. And so that's what it, um, sometimes that is like the only thing that you have to do sometimes. Sometimes you only have to like try and switch some things up and just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and help out my, uh, my basketball team, which thank God they finally got the memo. Thank God. Oof. Anyways, what is this Justin Fields? Gotta find it here. Apparently, Justin Fields went on. Okay, here it is. Apparent. Oh, he's from Ohio State. Oh, okay. And so they. I'm guessing this is about Ohio State. I just realized it. I was like, oh, he went back and forth with Rich Eisen and things of that nature. Come on. Hold on. Um, I'll just, you know, I'll just get the um the quote from the actual show. It's like a three minute clip. I don't know how long it'll be, but it's Rich Eisen talking to Justin Fields, and um, I don't know if they're gonna talk about Ohio State versus Michigan. I don't know if they're gonna talk about the number one overall pick. I'm not sure. I just saw Justin Fields trending on Twitter. We'll we'll see what happens. Here's a little bit of it. Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next I mean, year? I mean, uh, I think they've, you know, they've, they've already been, you know, saying that. So, uh, you know, um, how I look at it is just, you know, controlling the controllables. Um, you know, no matter, you know, what happens, you know, with me, um, you know, um, I can control what I can control. And that's how I approach the game. That's how I, you know, train for the game and, you know, how I carry myself, you know, within the game. So. It's just, you know, those three aspects to where, you know, uh, I kind of just have to, you know, look myself in the mirror and kind of say, what can I can control? And, you know, if it, it is what it is and, you know, just, just, just move on and, you know, be the best quarterback I can be. And, you know, now it's, now's the time where I've been, you know, trying to grow. Okay. I'll, cause he's kind of just, he's unfortunately rambling on a little bit, a little bit of context. Ryan Poles, the GM of the Chicago bears, the team in which Justin Fields plays for. He has gone out and he has said that just that they are now quote unquote in business to try and trade down um with the first overall pick. And so Justin like I don't even know why Rich Eisen asked him this question because it's just like the GM has said that Justin Fields is the quarterback, but you know, okay. Um personally, spiritually as mm -hmm. a quarterback. So I mean I've I've you know grown a lot these these past, you know, few weeks in the offseason well i i want to front load the rest of this conversation with you knowing and uh, I'm, I'm you know there is an i in my first and last name mm -hmm. and i am a, an on-air individual so yeah uh, i have an ego but I, <laughs> I i don't suspect you will know what i've said about this subject matter mm -hmm. beforehand i think the bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you yeah. and choose somebody who's not done it yet even where's the back and forth i'm sure you know well in stroud mm -hmm. I, I i don't they'd be nuts to do that yeah. but there's the, the whole due diligence thing that the bears are going to have to do with the first overall pick or yeah. say that just in case somebody thinks yeah. that they might go in the direction of a rookie quarterback 
so they could get the most. Oh, wow. Out. This conversation is kind of boring. Let me, um, let me try and find something. Hold on. I found like another. That's it? Here. Hold on. Oh, no. It's Michigan versus. I'm so sorry. Uh, it is Michigan versus fucking dumbass fucking Ohio State. Just like Ohio State, even when they lose, they still win. Oh, God, it's so annoying. I apologize for that. I think we'll potentially end today's show kind of like some with... We'll end it with, like, Super Bowl talk and things of that nature, but one of the final things that we'll talk about, something so weird that came out today that I did actually do, like, five seconds of research into instead of just pulling um, pulling it out from Twitter because um, somebody's name was trending on it, was Brett Favre. Could not be a worse human being on the planet, potentially. Oh, I, I was about to say potentially, but I'm like, oh, no, no, it's... It, there's definitely some worse human beings than Brett Favre, for sure. But um, not many. Brett Favre, former NFL quarterback, current Hall of Famer for the Green Bay Packers. Really a great player when he was playing, but uh, not a great human being, especially after he, uh, he left playing. And as obnoxious as Aaron Rodgers is, Aaron Rodgers did not allegedly steal funds that should have been used to help people that are on welfare to fund a stupid, bougie, ridiculous project like giving his daughter's college a new volleyball stadium. I don't think uh, Aaron did that. I don't think he did. Um, but that's what Brett Favre did, allegedly. I think I still have to say allegedly, but it's been more likely than, it's been implied heavily that he's done it. I don't know the legal logistics of it. I don't know if it's been proven in a court of law yet, is what I'm trying to say. The reason why I'm trying to be very, very careful is because um, apparently Brett Maher, or not Brett Maher, you'll hear me say that a lot, uh, Brett Favre, excuse me, is quite litigious with his critics because it comes out today that he is suing not only Pat McAfee, but also Shannon Sharp for $77 million. Hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. That was his welfare fraud scheme. He is um, suing them over his defamatory, over, excuse me, their quote-unquote defamatory allegations in his $77 million uh, welfare scheme. I, I, I still cannot believe it's that much money, you know? Like, I thought that it was just like, oh, you know, it's it's just um like maybe five or $10 million. No, it's 77, it's almost $100 million. For a stupid fucking volleyball court. I can't believe they wasted almost a hundred million fucking dollars on a dumbass volleyball court using it, using welfare funds, insanity, stupidity. And it's, it's just a gigantic fucking waste of money. I'm not going to like drag his daughter into this because you know, like she's kind of an innocent, you know, it's not that it's not her fault. She has a piece of shit for her father, but oh my God. It's like, how good is this volleyball team? It cannot be that good. 
Um, in, in the context of like the only thing that was holding them back was a 77 or a or a, a new expensive volleyball court. By the way, the Lakers lost tonight, but that's that's fine. They they played really really good against a superior Milwaukee Bucks team. Going back to the jackass and Brett Brett Favre. But now he is suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp over their remarks. And if you're wondering whether or not will they comment on this lawsuit, the answer is a hard no. They do not want to make their lawyers' respective jobs harder. I don't know if this will go to trial. I don't. I don't. This could easily be thrown out. And the problem is, numbnuts, Brett Maher, or Brett Favre, excuse me, will now actually have some of these allegations be proven in a court of law, law, excuse me, so definitively, numbnuts, people could actually say, like, yes, Brett Favre scammed thousands or hundreds or tens of thousands of people out of their welfare and money and have it actually be proven in a court of law which wouldn't make it defamatory. In fact, it still could have, I mean, by the way, like defamatory allegations essentially mean, and I'll try and summarize it and simplify it. Essentially, it is, what's the, what's the best phrase, what's the best way to phrase it? Essentially, defamatory allegations are when essentially somebody lies on somebody, right? They say something that they know to not be the truth about somebody, potentially, potentially, excuse me, ruining their quote-unquote good reputation. That's not like a legal definition, but it's, it's, it, it, it kind of is. In the case of Brett Favre, right, if we're arguing this legally, in, in the case of his reputation being damaged, he doesn't really have a good reputation to stand on because numbnuts here, again, allegedly scammed $77 million of welfare money from, to put this in proper context, from people who live in the poorest state in the Union in Mississippi or one of the poorest states in the Union in Mississippi. That's what Brett Maher, or Brett Favre, excuse me, did. I always have to correct myself. It's Brett Favre. So it comes out today. He's suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp for defamatory allegations. And this is child's play for their lawyers. They are very excited. I mean, they have, uh, they, they are probably half chubbed up right now with this lawsuit because they're like, we can't wait. We cannot wait to freaking put our nuts, metaphorically speaking, not literally, but metaphorically speaking, kind of litig- litigiously speaking, Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee's respective lawyers cannot wait to put their, again, litigiously, they're going to put their nuts in Brett Maher or Brett Favre's face, specifically his lawyer's face. Because any lawyer who is stupid enough to actually take on this trial, to take on this case, is just freaking just excited, is, is, is a masochist is a masochist. Shannon Sharp's lawyers, Pat McAfee's lawyers are going to have a field day with this. Why? Because they are both insanely fucking rich. That's why, okay? Pat McAfee, I think, had a 30 or $60 million deal with FanDuel. He has one of the most popular sports shows on the planet in the Pat McAfee show. Shannon Sharp is one of the most popular broadcasters on the planet. 
has one of the most popular sports podcasts on the planet, or just podcasts on the planet, in Club Shay Shay, and is also a former NFL player. He's loaded. These guys can go to war. These guys can get in the dirt. They can get in the mud. They can hire lawyers that can actually freaking just fight back against Brett Maher, or Brett Favre, excuse me. I, I apologize for saying Brett Maher so much. So numbnuts over here and Brett Favre needs to freaking get checked. Somebody needs to make sure he's straight. And somebody probably, people, can we send him to jail, honestly? You know what? I'll just stop beating around the bush. Can we send him to jail? When does he go to jail? $77 million in in welfare funds? I know blue-collar crimes are different from white-collar crimes in the sense of blue-collar crimes usually get prosecuted a lot harder than white-collar crimes, depending on who it is, who is doing the uh, the prosecuting, and who is taking money from who. But when is Brett Favre going to prison? When is he going to go to prison? I feel like what he has essentially done has been more or less proved. But it's just like, we know that he stole millions of dollars. When is he going to go to prison? Or when is, when, a better question, when the fuck is this degenerate loser going to shut the fuck up and go away? When is he going to shut up? Because I'm sick of this idiot. God, man. Just shut the fuck up, man, and go the fuck away. Nobody cares about your useless, insubordinate, disgusting, degenerate self. Nobody cares. Go away. Live your life with your millions of dollars. Hey, congratulations, you're a millionaire, you're a Hall of Famer. All you had to do was not be a fucking dipshit jackass who stole money from people who need it. That's all you had to do. And then come to find out you're one of the worst human beings on the planet. And then you try and even cover up your fucking degenerate actions. Nobody feels sorry for you. Get the fuck out of here. I wish you were in prison right now. Some people say, oh no, you don't mean, I wish he was in prison. I wish he was in prison. I wish his bum ass would go to prison. He looks like he should be in prison. I wish he was in prison. There are very, very few people that I want to go to prison. Bill Cosby is one of them. Brett Favre is another. Get their asses to fucking prison. Get them out. Goodness gracious. I don't give a shit. The guy is one of the most obnoxious, dipshit human beings on the fucking planet. And that guy is walking around the streets like he should, um, like he, uh, like he, like he, um, like, 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 you know, um, like he's, uh, like he's innocent. Oh, God. Anyways. What's one of the final things we'll talk about here today? Is that it? Is that all I got to say? Um, kind of got one more thing else, uh, less to say, one more thing, um, to say Super Bowl. I also kind of, <clears throat> I also kind of, um, forgot 
not forgot. I'm I'm tired. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. It's it's almost one o'clock in the morning again. It's one of those late, 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 late nights. Tonight on the late night show, Jimmy Kimmel will interview. <laughs> Sorry, um, Super Bowl this weekend. Eagles versus Chiefs. Great game. Important game for the legacy of, you know, these guys and just for certain teams and certain champions, championships and things of that nature. Look, you want my honest opinion about it. I already think Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I think if he retires, some people believe in longevity. Some people believe that a guy has to play in the league for X amount of time to essentially become a great. And obviously, to some degree, that is truthful. But when you actually see somebody just dominate the sport the way that Patrick Mahomes is dominated, I was right in the sense a couple of weeks ago I said that he now has a single season record for passing yards. That's not correct, but I wasn't, I misspoke. He has the single season record for total yards. That's the record that he broke this year, which is impressive. Which is also, by the way, oh yeah, we have to talk about the Hall of Famers. Do I have the tab pulled open? No, I do not. Let me pull up the tab about the Hall of Famers. And then we will end on, sorry about that. We will end on the Hall of Famers. But... I don't need to see more of Patrick Mahomes to know that he's the greatest quarterback or one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He is a unicorn. He is a rarity in the sense, in the context of Patrick Mahomes is talent that also is met with a supreme amount of hard work. I've talked about it all the time, and I've kind of had to have my come to Jesus moment this year with Zach Wilson, where Zach Wilson has an immense amount of talent. And it's not just the talent, ladies and gentlemen, that matters. It's the application of hard work with that talent that can nurture the talent into a supreme football player. That's what it can. That's, that's the whole point. That's why it's so important. And so when I look at Patrick Mahomes and his ability to play the sport, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this type of marriage of hard work meets talent in my entire life. You only kind of hear about it with like, ironically enough, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, Tiger Woods, Stephen Curry, you know, Peyton Manning. You can maybe, I, I wouldn't say Peyton Manning was like a supreme talent. I wouldn't say. Some people may cringe at that. I don't think Tom Brady is a supreme talent. Does Peyton Manning have the arm strength of Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes? No, then they're not a supreme talent. There's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning aren't great quarterbacks, but I don't I don't think Patrick I don't think he has the arm strength of Patrick Mahomes, and that's fine. Like, get over yourself. Don't clutch your pearls. Doesn't mean that Peyton Manning isn't like top five player at his position. It's just, you know. Again, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. It's that saying. He worked he worked his ass off. But so does Patrick. And I think it's like one of the easiest like football equivalencies of Patrick Mahomes is Deion Sanders. 
like Deion Sanders worked his ass off when he was playing the sport. Deion Sanders was able to marry his insane levels of talent with an incredible work ethic. And you saw that production, you saw that product be put on field on a week-in, week-out basis. And Deion Sanders was and is one of the greatest basketball, not basketball, football players of all time, excuse me. It was insane. And I think Patrick Mahomes, he'll be a two-time Super Bowl champion. He'll have the majority of the Kansas City Super Bowls ever because Kansas City only has two. And I mean, the legacy will continue. We are absolutely lucky to have him in this league. We are absolutely lucky to have um, just him being as awesome of a football player. And I think he's taking it to the next level. I, I think, you want, my, you want to know my honest opinion? I do think that there could be room for him to take over as the greatest of all time. Greatest football player of all time, by the way. I may not need to see him win seven championships the way that Tom Brady has won seven. I mean, it's close. But I would. I mean, it's so close because it's like the reason why it's so close is that I've seen like prime Patrick Mahomes, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. That Patrick Mahomes lose to Tom Brady at Arrowhead. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, it's close. I'm not like, it's so weird because now it's like I have that Jordan versus LeBron debate, you know? And it's just like, I don't know. I, I could see it, but I, I don't know, man. It's not just like championships. I think it's just like a couple of moments. And I think like that Super Bowl where he lost against the Bucks was a huge moment for me where I was like, his receivers are just having an off day, Kelsey had an off day, Tra uh, Tyreek Hill had an off day, like everybody was having an, off, having an off day, his offensive line gave up what, like six or seven sacks or something incredible like that, and Patrick was still fighting, Patrick was throwing passes parallel to the ground, Patrick was throwing off balance pass, Patrick was awesome, I was shocked to see how awesome he was playing with so much dysfunction in and around him, and Patrick Mahomes, he, I mean, he didn't almost win the game, but there were moments where they could have fought back and potentially made some noise and for many, many, many reasons that were not Patrick's, the, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, they just they couldn't fight back and they couldn't get going. And that Super Bowl, to me, I was like, they lost it, but it wasn't his fault. It was clearly not his fault. So, we'll see what happens. I think Patrick is going to kill the Eagles on Sunday. I don't think the Eagles are ready. I don't think they are. But um, we'll see. We'll see. Hall of Famers for this year include Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, Joe Kleckko, Kleckko, and Ken Riley. Um... Okay. I don't know. I think this year was fine. I think it was fine. When Andre Johnson is sitting there, kind of like standing at, staring at you, Reggie Wayne, Steve Smith Sr., Darren Woodson, I don't know. 
Um, but at least they freaking didn't uh, snub Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas and Demarcus Ware, which is something that I was very, very afraid of. But it, it seems like they, the Hall of Fame voters do not like specialists at all. They do not like wide receivers, especially. They think that that is an undervalued position, even though that we now know just like how important they are, especially in those eras where you did not have a bajillion fucking passes and a bajillion fucking easy ass passes to catch. Um, and I say that loving this generation of wide receiver and this generation of like play caller, it's just like they make these these wide receivers and some of these catches like they they literally just scheme them up. Back in the day, it was just run far and figure it out instead of just being like, hey, like let's figure it out together. Now it's we will scheme you up a reception. Do with it what you will. You know, we'll help you out. And to see guys just get snubbed is just insane to me. But it's far better. It was far, this year's draft, far better than last year's draft, or not draft, excuse me, Hall of Fame class. This year's Hall of Fame class, much, 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 much better than last year's. Last year's to me was a fucking joke. Nobody cared. I didn't care. I was ready for, for just last year's Hall of Fame class to just go away, if I'm 100% honest with you. With you, some of the guys I knew, some of the guys I didn't know, but um, there were to me obvious players that even with the players that I knew that got in, I was like, oh my god, like Richard uh, Seymour, I think that's what his name is. I was like, oh my god, Steve Smith Senior was a far more impactful, far more important player on the NFL than him, and so it was very, very weird for me to see that happen. Even like Ty Law, who I do like a lot, it was just there are some things that I just did not like about last year's. Hall of Fame class. It was just some people forget. Like literally, Steve Smith Senior was Cooper Cup before Cooper Cup. That's why I'm so ridiculously high on him. Like Cooper Cup had 2K yards. Like Steve Smith Senior did it with like without Matt Stafford at quarterback and with an older, an older um uh, offensive scheme. It's ridiculous. Anyways, um, is that it? Is that the pod? I think so. I'm exhausted. Uh, Paramore's newest album is apparently out. It's like, it's everywhere. Is it? Hold on. I got to check and I got to make sure. Like, par- no, no, no. Wait. No. I mean, Paramore still is kind of like trending on Twitter and things of that nature. Um, Paramore's out. With their newest album. Cannot wait to uh, to listen to that while I am getting freaking... What's it called? Sorted? There we go. Sorted into... <laughs> sorted into Hufflepuff tomorrow. As well as... I mean, f- finally. Like, fucking God. I'm done with fucking... With fucking listening to all that music that I had to listen to over the last couple of months. I'm like, thank God that that's fucking over with. Anyways, I'm peacing out for tonight. I will see you tomorrow. We will talk about we will talk about the Grammys, where they went right, where they went wrong. We will maybe listen to some of Paramore as well. I don't know. 
We'll see what happens. Anyways, I'll see you tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. 24's podcast.